Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f we want. <laughs> Welcome back to the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. Today we have our very good friend and brother. We have actor, dancer, writer, Lawrence Cal back in the pod. And the last time we had Lawrence on the pod was in 2019. He had just finished shooting the Netflix show, Wu Assassins. And since then, he's gone on to film the movie. So we we catch up with him today. And, and it, was a, it was a good catch up. It, it was, was a really, great really good up. one. I mean... I think I love this podcast because like sometimes it's really easy to bring a guest on, you know, somebody that you're maybe not as close with or you haven't seen all the time. Easy to boom, 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 fire off questions, get some answers and really just shoot the shit because like you, you're you really just trying to learn something new and you don't really know anything about this person. But with a guy like Lawrence, it's like we've been ride or die with this dude for so long. But to know that so much life has happened in the last few years and to dive into that and to also just like really learn that. Life truly just ebbs and flows. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's awesome. And sometimes, you know, it can be a little bit more challenging. But to learn to live with and to sit with wherever that may be is, is kind of something that I took away from this pod today. And, yeah. and, you know, it's so cool because, again, like Lawrence is a brother to us all, you know. Uh, and, and among all of his successes, we still get to dive in and get a little bit real with just what, like, life has to offer and how we all feel about it. And yeah. I think that's that's a powerful thing to be able to share, man. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Today we have a very special guest, always special guest, our brother, our friend. We have actor and dancer. You may recognize him from projects such as The Walking Dead, Sleepy Hollow, NCIS New Orleans, Los Angeles, The Originals, Honey 4, Hawaii Five O, The Purge. That's just to name a few. This guy's uh, resume is very extensive. Representing the Kinjas, we have the Wu Assassin's very own Tommy Wah, a.k.a. Lawrence Cow, is in the pod. Woo! Hey. Audience applause. Yay. Lawrence, welcome back to the pod. It's uh, been... Wait, out of everything he just listed on your credits right now, which did you hope he wouldn't list? Uh, you know what? I think it's like, it's weird because I feel like the Walking Dead one. That one what? always makes me feel weird about, about because I literally do nothing in that show. But you were in... A handful of episodes. I, I walk around. You on every time. It's the Walking Dead. Yeah. It's the Walking Dead. It's Walking Dead. That's the yeah, title. You literally yeah. fulfilled the entire. The funny thing that's about true. that bio, though, is that that apparently was written by you. <clears throat> it's know. on your IMDb. I know. I gotta change it. You know. I gotta change it. <laughs> and Walking Dead was the first credit that you listed. I know. I don't even. I'm have just trying an to accept IMDb. it. You know what I mean? Hey, dude. You should make one. I was listening back on that that first episode. So I mean, the 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 intro episode for everyone that comes onto the show for the first time, we get their origin story stuff. For whoever doesn't know Lawrence's uh, origin stories, go back to that original episode. That's on season one, so you can hear the origins there. But the last time we spoke, you had just been fresh from Vancouver, just finished shooting Wu Assassins on Netflix. And uh, you couldn't really talk about it too much at that time, but you just you just kind of lightly brushed over that. And since then, the show's been out. Um, you just shot the movie, Fistful of Vengeance. We just wanted to catch up with you, man. Like, how has life been? I mean, we, we can talk about the project as much as you want, but uh, yeah, we want to tap in from that continuation point. Life's just been crazy, I feel like, um, work-wise. Um, I, I feel like when I was younger, it was more of like the, the 
really strong desire to continue to work. But now when things like come and go and when they're not there and non-existent, it's like actually okay now. I feel like I'm at a place where it's just like, you know what, like whenever work comes, I will like be grateful for it. And uh, just for me right now, just to, I don't know, just enjoy my life and then try to find joy in other things besides work. You know, just try to cultivate better relationships in my life, like as I've gotten older and just, just realizing like more things, like other things that are important. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm assuming it's not just age that brought you there. Obviously, it was the experiences that you like kind of experienced as you spent time growing up doing that. But like, what are some of the factors that you feel like helped you come to this understanding of yourself and, and of just your life? I think like when you try to try to make a name for yourself and you're trying to like, you know, get your foot through the door into the business, you you really tell yourself like, man, once I'm in the door, like I'm going to be so happy. Everything's going to be great. I'm going to be like, it's going to be fine. Like everything's going to be like, I'm going to be like the most happiest person ever. Like once I like ob obtain that goal. But then I just realized like, <clears throat> I realized whenever I'm on set, or whenever I'm working, I'm obviously really happy, but there are still days where I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm still just me. There are still days where I'm like, you know, not feeling quite like myself too. And I'm like, you know what? Like life is just like this up and down roller coaster. And so like whether I am working or whether I am not working, it doesn't really matter. Like I still have these highs and lows. And so it's just for me to embrace the journey. Yeah. Yeah. So like the season came out 2019. I watched the whole damn thing because I had to watch. You were the Thank best you. actor on the show, by Thank the way. You. That's no shade by to far. anybody else. Yes. I'm literally just saying you are my favorite character. Unbiased. I, I think you had the best performance. I think your character was like just portrayed really, really well. I think casting did a great job bringing you in. And I still like some of the other characters You're biased because, you know, we're on the same crew. And so I do. Like, I do like you more than everybody else. So that is true. <laughs> I will um, be honest. Like the show had so much potential. So many of the people that were involved, like were such big hitters. I feel like they tr they tried to put so many different things into this series, and if they just focused on one thing, it would be like if they they made it if they made it like in and out, it would be like damn, this is a fucking good show. Yeah, let's call but it what it is. The show is very okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was entertained at uh, numerous parts, and again, I love seeing you, but the show is okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. They were like throwing just too too many things in there, like just different so many elements. You know, it's like. It's like going to a restaurant where like they don't know they don't know what they're cooking. Yeah, it's just you know fusion I mean? everything. Yeah, so fusion. There's no yeah, fusion everything. There's no, there's no specific specialty. There's thing. just everything. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so like you know we we were trying to navigate that and try to understand what the series was and um you know we were looking forward to to do uh to do another second season and we were definitely bummed that we were not able to do that but uh, fortunately like Netflix saw that there was still so much potential in us and they thought that you know this series could probably operate better as a film and uh so they were like yeah you know let's give them another opportunity we can just take uh the ideas and the world of Wu assassins and try to go and and do something else with it yeah just take yeah. the best mm -hmm. elements of it take the best and, elements and, of and it. then just make something better one time yeah something kinda... that's just more digestible mm. if you guys haven't seen it i don't want to spoil it but it's just like it's it's just action-packed from beginning to end and it's yeah. out now it's on netflix yeah it's out on netflix yeah. make sure you guys go check out fistful of vengeance mm -hmm. starring tommy that's really honestly i wish laura's cows is just the main but he is the main to me He's i want to change my, my name to tommy Watts. It's, it's it a is. cool name <laughs> so so you went to thailand to shoot this film mm-hmm Tell us about that, dude. Um, That's man, crazy. Thailand bro. is crazy. I mean, so 
Like, who would have ever thought? Remember when we were, like, living together in college and it's kind of like, dude, you're going to go acting. And, like, now you're in Thailand shooting a Netflix action film. What the fuck? It's crazy. I mean, it's just crazy seeing all of our friends going back into time and just, like, you know, us getting fucked up and then just talking about our dreams and stuff. I don't know if I should say that, but, yeah. you you can totally say it. When we were younger, we had fun. And we would talk. We would talk about our now dreams. We don't anymore. We don't do that. We're very. Yeah, yeah you know, we 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 would always talk about what we wanted to do, mm-hmm. and it's just crazy to see where everyone is at now. It's insane. Right. It's insane. Like, but you did go during the pandemic. Yeah, we went during the pandemic. Of you nasal swapping it up every day and all that. So what it, was that whole experience like doing a movie out in Thailand during a pandemic? Yeah, I can't believe they found that pocket of time mm-hmm. to for us to go there because immediately. Once we wrapped and I landed back in LA, their cases like spiked super hard. Whoa, so it's your guys' fault. It was. <laughs> Dang. It was our fault. Dude. We brought it over there. Just like <laughs> you guys know, Tommy Wall, not Lawrence Cow, Tommy Wall brought the vid. Yes. Over to. He did. Bad Tommy Wall. Well, how long were you in Thailand? You guys were there pretty short, right? January to April. Three months. Three months. Three months. Three, three months. four months to film a whole movie. That's sick, dude. Well, like, the thing is, like, we actually didn't have that much time to film. Like, I think less than a month we filmed. Whoa. The other months, we were there to quarantine, and we were there to train. So we didn't really have that much time to make this movie. The director, he's just, man, he's just, he's such a good director. He was able to work with whatever Netflix gave us. And then, you know, he... He made it look like it was such a big budget movie, you know. That's amazing. Tell yeah. us what the budget was. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was. Or just tell us. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's not. Speaking of the training, I mean, you don't, I, I know you as Lawrence the dancer. I don't know you as Lawrence the martial artist. I'm definitely not a martial artist, yeah. but I will say like dancing obviously helps because, yeah. I mean, it's literally just choreography. Right. You know, but, but I do, what I do realize though through training with everybody is that it's not just um, it's not just choreography because you can do the choreography and when you see people on screen just do the choreography, there, it looks like it's like sort of lifeless and there isn't something there. But I feel like once like an actor embodies what what the person is going through with the movement, then it makes like the scene so much more crazier. Right, right. You know that if you can see the story and the movement, I mean, you guys are experts at this, and so it's like. Once you see that on screen, it's like, oh, that's more interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see people just move and then know how to do things like sharp, you know, and dodge things. <laughs> Did you actually study a discipline or was it just what you needed for the scenes that you had to do? I literally just studied like what I had to do. Mm-hmm. My character wields a, a a butterfly knife. And so I just that's practiced. So fun. <laughs> practiced doing that. That's probably you in high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you, uh, so you guys were out there for three months. Yeah, and then you came back, and then what was it like? What was like life back in LA? Were Man, it was kind just of moving still. Come back to an actual pandemic, right? It was just a crazy shift. Yeah, coming back here, I think I went to like the twenty four hour. I think it just opened. Mm-hmm. So then I went in, and I was just the only person in the whole gym. You got pretty ripped during the pandemic, bro. <laughs> was that like Take required? It off. No. Was that required for the film or did you just I mean, like, look, I can't goals? I, I I like I sort of have to if I'm like on a film with like my co-stars that are just like right. fucking like <laughs> martial arts training all the yeah. time. I'm like, "Man, I need to I need to do something." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to just like, you know, just like chill out and, you know, so, so. you picked up Tybo, right? Yeah, so I picked up Tybo. Billy Blanks. Yes. <laughs> 
If there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so now that you're back, what have you been working on? Uh, <clears throat> where, where's your mind going? What do you plan on working on? Like, what's the next step for, you know, Tommy Wah? Man, <laughs> I just want to work on another project, man. Like, um, whatever comes my way. I've been going out for auditions and stuff, you know, just the, the usual. Um, I, I feel like before it would be more desperate for something. But I feel like now it's just... Look, if you guys want me, you guys want me. Mm -hmm. You know, it is what it is. I feel like I'm Damn, doing good work. That's swag like, right there, dude. I mean, think about it, though. When you were first, like, But going I'm not out, getting anything right now. So <laughs> it's just like, all right, whatever. But when you when you were first, like, going out there, you know what I mean? You you had a younger look, right? Uh, you probably didn't have as much facial hair you uh, or tattoos or or you weren't as mature as you are now. So, like, the, the energy that you put out or, or your IMDb wasn't as stacked with Honey 4 or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like... Are, are you seeing that you're uh, either being pitched for or getting different or even like kind of auditioning for different roles? Is, is there like a younger versus an older Lawrence Cow now? Yeah, definitely. And I think my team is trying to push me towards that. It's, I think it's interesting for Asian actors because we we don't necessarily age quickly. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like sometimes for a while you get sort of stuck in this weird like limbo stage. Mm hmm. I feel like from like around this age to like like 40s, 40, mid 40s, maybe like for high school roles. Or, yeah. Or, or there just might be just like they uh, we don't know what to put them in. Like, well, you've been working on a few projects. You, uh, you're working on uh, Shell, the, the Wong yeah, Fu yeah, yeah, project. Yeah. And uh, there was a weekend. That was another series that you've been doing. So you want to talk a little bit about those projects? Yeah, sure. I feel like last year was, uh, you know, I, I was I wasn't booking as much. 2020 was a year where I didn't book anything. It's been the first year I didn't book anything since 2010. I would at least like, you know, have some like an IMDb mm -hmm. credit. But that that was a year where there was nothing. And um, it was also a global pandemic. But yeah, sure. It was also <laughs> a global pandemic. Yes, there were. There was. But, um, you know, I, I, I just felt like um, it was important to start creating like with with friends again to go back to why I really enjoyed doing this in the mm -hmm. first place. And uh, when Wes hit me up and um, from Wong Fu, and he's like, man, I got this thing. And he like pitched it to me. I was like, man, I would love to be a part of this, you know, just mm -hmm. to tell this story with you. Mm -hmm. And when Chanel, um, um, she's in the dance community as well. When she like wrote something, she's like, look, do you want to do this? I know this is like not as like, you know, it's not like it's like, you know, it's very, very, very indie. It's like, yeah. would you even do it? And I'm like, of course, you know. I want to I want to tell these stories, you know, I think right now um, in my career, you know, it's just I just want to tell good stories. I want to be a part mm -hmm. of telling good stories and like being instrumental in helping people do that, too. You yeah. know, um, can you talk a little bit about that, like the balance between, you know, when you decide to pursue something professionally, there's almost this thing like in your ego. It's like, well, if it's not up to a certain caliber, I shouldn't do this. You know what I mean? Like, how do you balance like the artist side of like what really drew you to this craft in the first place yeah. to the, you know, the professional side of things? I think I got to a point where I was sometimes feel feeling that there were certain things I didn't want to do. I would I would see something like a breakdown and be like, you know, I don't want I don't want to do that. I'm better than that. Mm -hmm. And I think, but I think like over time, I was like, what the fuck, like. Why? Why are you? Why? Why are you saying no to this? Like your your job is to be an actor. You get you're given the opportunity to act. You know what I mean? Um, just just do it. Just take it. You know, like if if it's a small like staged reading, like that, that doesn't pay anything, but 
you're facilitating someone in telling the story. It's like that that's that's my job. And so once I realized that, I just started like not really thinking so much about egotistical reasons. I'm doing this for praise mm-hmm. or for um you know, just um just uh, uh just to be famous. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it just really I guess made me understand just why I'm doing this in the, in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, just for the mm-hmm. love of it. And I really love doing this for, for like, since I was like so young. And so I just wanted to continue to do it. And and just kind of get a little bit closer to the core of like why you love it in the first place. Oh, yeah. yeah I, yeah, I feel yeah. very, very parallel with dance nowadays, you know, yeah. especially getting older too, you know, mm-hmm. but um, at least at least, you know, when it comes to even like acting, like your your skill level can still mature in a particular way. But, you know, I feel you know, with the athleticism uh, and the physicality of what we need to do with dance, same thing. It's like, ironically, because we've had to like push at it at such a kind of a career-based mentality and, and, and profession, man, if I could hang up my dance or not hang up my dance shoes, but if I could like stop dancing for a career, I feel like I would go straight back to the first thing that brought me into it, AK learning how to like break dance and b-boy. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. I didn't have to worry about it needing to be perfect or my best anything, or like what if I get injured? Like I'll go straight back to the thing that I fell in love with most, you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I can kind of understand and a I little mean, bit of that. I guess that's the responsibility you guys have to make sure like the younger generation um, continues to like foster that men- mentality in their pursuit of what they want to do artistically, right? Mm-hmm. Not for them to like get, you know, you know, to get bigger and think about like, I don't know. Think well, about well, I mean, that's hard in the entertainment industry, right? Because yeah. like, if you if you wanted to be a part of it, you end up getting inspired by the people who are kind of like killing it the most. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, that's a little bit of that walk. Like, nobody gets the full cup of tea. Nobody gets the whole context. Maybe maybe people are just seeing you like you know, get a movie out, but unless they like really dive in and listen to this podcast, they're not going to understand that like from where you are as a human being, you mm. feel and see and understand different things and, and want to live a certain way. But like, again, if I'm just kind of looking on the outside, I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm inspired by Lawrence. He's doing a movie. Like what's the next thing? And, and yeah, just like yeah, perpetuating yeah. that, like how does it continue mm. to feed me as a spectator? How, how do I continue to be fed inspiration? And then that mm. puts a little bit of that pressure on you even, you know what I mean, as a performer to be like, how can I continue? Yeah, yeah, to that? do it. To, yeah, to, to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Right now is a is an interesting time where like, Asians are kind of like in the spotlight, right? And I feel like as a person who's like in that space, I think for me, I mean, I think in entertainment in general, sure dance is kind of a part of that, but especially like in Hollywood and acting in particular, how do you feel like, what is the climate like for you um, as an Asian American male, um, and I'm sure you probably see a lot of similar things that are offered to you that kind of, kind of look the same. Mm-hmm. That may or may not be things that interest you. Maybe you want to do something just completely off the wall from what's kind of being offered to you. So, being an Asian American male in like the acting space in particular, like how is it? How is it these days? It's. Uh, I mean, it's pretty awesome because you definitely feel the momentum. Mm-hmm. There's definitely momentum, and then. Um, this is just the beginning. So this is just we, representation for other like um, c- communities and minority gr- groups have been so strong, you know, like, but for, for, for Asians, like for an Asian American male, you know, it's just like, it's, it's been tough. And so now that things are picking up, it's like, it's cool to be in this space and it's cool to be, to see like the momentum happen. You know, yeah, I feel like feel we're like, you. yeah, to feel it happening instead of growing up, like, uh, seeing people on screen and being like, oh yeah, this is normal. Because for us, you know, when we when we first saw, started seeing like 
uh, people that look like us on the screen, it was, it was. I mean, for me, it was pretty jarring. For sure. I was just like, yeah. what the heck? This looks weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at, looking at myself on the screen. It's like, man, I don't know. Except for Rufio, Dante Bosco. Except for Rufio. I don't yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yo, man, yeah. I want to be that kid. That so was bad. cool. Yeah, no matter like that was like the thing. It was just mm -hmm. like, yeah, that guy's the coolest kid ever. Yeah, yeah. But you know what's cool though? Like you have been in this game for a long time. So you, when you talk about even momentum, like I know and I can tell that you understand what that means because momentum is obviously the change in something as well and, and you you are in a scene that you can see that change and can appreciate it because like you know i think about like um i don't know somebody gets like mad famous off like tiktok right now mm -hmm. you know because they're so famous they get like casted for something or get thrown into a movie as a as an extra which is you know more power to them it's awesome but it's kind of like it's something like tiktok came out so recently the evolution and the and the the pacing of that's just uh boom 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 one thing leads to another but like to even be in it and then be able to recognize that there was once a place where Asians didn't have as much of a voice or mm -hmm. representation or strength in the industry. And now to see everything culminate into a time frame where it's like, you know, movies are are, are being produced with full Asian cast. TV shows are coming out. You know, Sean Liu was here on, on the pod a couple uh, weeks ago and he was like, he's on The Cleaning Lady. And like, that's a predominantly Asian led cast, you yeah. know, as well. And they're just telling these unique stories like, you know, spoiler alert, we're, we're talking about like, you know, Filipino you know, women that are that are, don't have their you know their documents and stuff that are working in particular places and have to keep their head low and it's like yo that's a normal story we heard of yeah not on the screen but just mm -hmm. like our friends growing up and and now we get to see like things that actually happen in our lives kind of come to the table and and to be able to see you know yeah the dead horse stuff whether it be a shang chi as crazy as that too like a you know, call me maybe or or what's it called uh always be my maybe. always be my yeah, maybe whatever it is. Movie. Great movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Call me maybe. Call me maybe. <laughs> or call me. Who yeah. Said that? Who sang that song? Call uh, me maybe. Carly, Carly Rae, Rae Jepsen. Jepsen. There it is. <laughs> Carly maybe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> or or crazy rich Asians. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you yeah. can, you can feel the momentum, especially when you're in the industry, and like even to be able to see you, you know, continue to like. What, sometimes I get really proud when you're the one Asian guy mm -hmm. in the whole white cast. Mm -hmm. I'm just really excited to see like the because we're just we're just like touching the surface and it's just it's still stories that are like okay you know but I, you know I I can't wait to see what it would be like ten years down the line. What kind yeah. of stories are we going to? Because I feel like right now we're still we still have to like attach all the same tropes in order yeah, for yeah, it yeah. to be digestible. There still has to be Asian tropes because like, otherwise people are going to be like, whoa, what the fuck? I can't handle this. Let's shit. talk about those Asian tropes right now. We're talking about like I don't know maybe Asians not being good drivers. Mm -hmm. We're talking like the the old Asian lady like you know making sure that you eat your dumplings. Yes, yes, yes. There's always that lady. Right. Eat your dumplings. What yeah. else is there? There's just the emasculated male character. Whether, yeah, yeah. Just you know, nerdy, ner yeah. nerdy Asian characters. Mm -hmm. or, it's either that. They're really polar. It's either like you're a fucking thug. Like you're like, you know, or yeah. you are just um, super nerdy dude or I don't know. Like, it's, well, like Harold from Harold and Kumar. Speaking <laughs> of Harold, well, John, when John Cho did Searching, I was like, this could very well not be an Asian family. Yeah, totally. And it was like nothing about it was like, yeah. oh, it has to be this Korean family. And I thought that was dope. Yeah. yeah. You know that's what I mean? what I mean. That's what that's what I want to see more. Like just right, just right. to see like an Asian face for like a movie that can be it could be like, you know, colorblind casting. Right, yeah. right, right. No, I mean, so like, you know, with all those crazy mixture of things, I mean, I guess. Is it more a matter of like just kind of riding that wave and then finding pockets and ways to kind of let me sneak my own like stories in there and and have it be um, just utilize the time right now just to kind of, hey, if people are if people's focus is on us right now, let's just use it and let's just 
kick the doors open? Is that kind of like the mentality that you have? I mean, I, I definitely need to be more motivated to do that and to like create more stories and just mm -hmm. to create more. Um, right now, I'm just sort of relying on um, a bunch of like Asian American writers to push stories forward, which right. which there are so many now. And it's sure. crazy. Like most yeah. right now, it's like um, it, it's hard to find an Asian American writer that's not working in a um, a writer's group room mm -hmm. for a TV show. Like pe people are killing it right now. And yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. So it's um, is that something hot that stuff right now? You naturally I mean, from actor to like writer director was that something that you kind of found like you know what if if i want to tell the stories that i wanted to like i got i gotta know how to like get to that next level um <clears throat> i think i just love acting so much that i'd rather just be like this okay. tool to be like look what story you want to tell I'll, I'll i'll be a part of it but mm -hmm. if sometimes the people are like look you want to write this with me i'll be like all right i'll do it mm. but writing it's so taxing it's yeah. it's so hard it's so hard to like create a good story and like it's uh yeah it's just so tough maybe maybe my ideas about it will change mm -hmm. but as of now like i just just love acting so much and then it's just um you ever have a worst casting experience yeah well they're not worst i mean i've had some like, <laughs> there was one time where i think it was for a commercial where i had to like I don't know what it was for, but I all I know is I had to do a handstand. <laughs> <laughs> and I had I had to be shirtless. I had to be shirtless and do do a handstand. What? And then um, and <laughs> wait, what? And I so look, I can't I can't do a handstand. <laughs> okay, I cannot do a handstand. And um, <laughs> and uh, I'm the only person in the room. There's a guy with the there, there's a guy with the camera. He's like. All right, so you ready? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, take off my shirt. <laughs> and then I do a handstand, right? And I go and I fall and I hit the fucking wall and I fall oh, down. And the man. guy is cracking up. He's laughing his ass off. And I'm like, dude, 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 I want to see it. Let me see it. So he's like, come here, come here, come here. And then I go behind and he shows me the recording of the casting and we're just cracking up, watching me just like, Wait, what the hell were they, oh were they casting for the gosh. fucking Asian dude in Ocean's Eleven? Or no, what is this is just commercial. Oh my gosh. This is hilarious. Did you get it? Hell no. <laughs> no, not at all. Did the commercial come out with the Asian dude doing a handstand I don't, the whole time I don't, shirtless? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember what it was. That's what it was. funny. It was so That's funny. Uh, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, you know, I think the past couple of years everybody's kind of uh, learned something about whether that's themselves or like how the world works and all that. And not to get like super deep or get deep, like what are what are some things that you feel like are some pandemic <clears throat> either discoveries or realizations or, you know, more like focused directions or anything like that? I think for me personally, it's just to set my boundaries mm. and it is to let go of things that just really no longer serve me anymore you know mm -hmm. i feel like for the longest time like i've been like someone that's just like um i don't know i feel like i people please a lot and mm -hmm. i just do things i'm like this with my mom and i mean my my i mean my mom is like this too we actually recently had a conversation about this she just sat down and she was like yeah this is what i do and i realized like i need to not do this pretend like everything's good we're deep down inside i'm like actually no you know like and she's like, I know you do this too. And then we both talked about it. And it's just, um, I guess it's just sort of like saying what I genuinely feel about something mm -hmm. instead of like putting up, a, um, putting up a facade just so that other people can be happy, sure. you know? And so 
I'm just trying to be more, just have more intention in the conversations that I have with people and have more intention with just the work that I do and just sort of slow down. I feel like when I like go so fast, I just, I just forget to think about like what I need. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just trying to, I guess, navigate that and adjust accordingly. How's that been for you? Like kind of having, adopting that kind of mentality. I, I realize it's hard to do. It's like, it's hard. Like, it's hard for me to like, if, if it, and it's as simple as if someone's like, Hey, you want to go hang out? I haven't hung out with you in a while. When I genuinely feel like I need alone time and I need mm -hmm. to be myself. It's hard for me to just be like, no. You know, but I've been trying to apply that and just trying to be like, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah. I, I can't just to yeah. be like, you as know? long as you don't say that to me, man. <laughs> He's going to start asking me all the time to hang, hang out just to test I'm it. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I really just asked you to hang out a couple days ago. Now I feel a little bit weird. Like, did you want to say yes? Or like, you know, like, what's up, man? No, no. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. See, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And I think uh, another thing I'm working on is like, I feel like I, I live with this base note of guilt. Whoa. Mm. And um and sometimes I punish myself. I think I hold on to guilt so that it gives me a free pass to do things that aren't so good again. Like if I if I truly let go of the guilt and was like, you know what, you're okay, you've forgiven yourself for these things. It would be easier for me to like not venture towards uh, doing something that I know that is not so good for me, mm -hmm. you know. And mm -hmm. so I've been trying to, uh, I guess, release from that because I feel like if I hold on to it, then it's like uh, an excuse or a pass for me to be like, yeah, well, I'm just gonna get fucked up anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, dude, I I totally resonate with that. I think like we all know that like our vices or the things that we kind of like, this is a weak area of my life. Yeah. And we know that we don't want to continue said habit, but then if we don't, yeah, learn how to forgive ourselves, be like, okay, I'm not characterized by that thing. Sure. That may be a, a, a vice or a weakness, but it's almost as if like you give in a little, like, well, might as well just give in yeah, all the way. Cause this is well. something that this you is do. Just who I am. Right. Like, and I think it's a, just be, just feel guilty afterwards. Right. And know? I think like, that's like so. a, like a personal, like messaging thing that we like somehow identify ourselves with the things that we are either strong in or weak in. And I think, yeah, just having a little bit more grace with like, yo, okay, you screwed up, move on. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I think yeah. that's really important to do. And, I think that just takes a lot of self-awareness though. You know what I mean? Like just knowing, knowing who you are, knowing that you're not perfect, but knowing that you're not like imprisoned and condemned to the past and, and the future is up to you to create. And, and, you know, we all have that ability to do so. And I think that's really important. So I get it, man. I get it. I was deep as fuck. That was, there, we got super deep. We got super deep. I was trying to navigate through like all the, I was like, man, these are, really broad blanket concepts but are really really strong and true and i could tell that there's a lot of wisdom behind it it's interesting too because but a part of me is like what are you guilty about <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you do what, so what are those things what are you, doing, huh, what are you doing man <laughs> did you murder someone but you know like it's interesting too because i i didn't really think about this until recently but then but then i was also thinking like man i've worked on these characters before like these, like even mm. like even for like Tommy and Wu Assassins, like uh. he his his whole thing is that he 
he's a fuck up. Everyone believes he's a fuck up because he has these this guilt that he feels like he's done this thing to, that that hurt his friends. Mm-hmm. But once he realized and let go of that guilt, like it was just like, no man, like I'm not that, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. then once he let go of that, it's like he could clean himself up. And I feel like right. it was just interesting. Like, do do playing these roles ever have an impact on your actual personal life? Does it ever um, bleed outside of work? You know, I'd what like mean? to say that it doesn't. That I'm really good at like letting go of what I work on when I'm like working on something. But I think subconsciously it does a little bit. Like if I if I work on something that's like someone that's like going through some crazy shit, like I feel like it does linger. But I try to tell myself that oh I'm good. But then there are days where I'm like huh. Eh. Yeah, it gets a little tricky. Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, tricky, I, man. I watched like a Marvel movie and I, I feel like a superhero for like a day. <laughs> I can only imagine when you're like actually trying to embody a character, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It can what's get your, a little what's bit. your process like unpacking from a character? Like you're done with that? Is it? Do you have like a cleansing method? Like is it therapy? Like what is it that, that helps you kind of like I mean, step I just, away from <clears> that? If it's a character that's going through like a bunch of shit, I just sort of, um, I just sort of give gratitude to the fact that, man, thank God my life isn't like that, mm, mm-hmm. you know, mm, and just really yeah. like stepping away from it, you know. Mm-hmm. Wait until you have to play a rich ass role. You're like, thank God my life isn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, you know, you just try to manifest right, what that right. is, you know, like, look, I'm going to take that and run with it, you right. know, like. So, I mean, that, that we're talking about like mentality, like mental strength, either to tell yourself this is not you. And then, or if you find something to be like attractive, like, hey, I actually like want that in my life. And so shifting your mentality to be like, you know what, I'm going to take that as something that I'm going to try to actually apply to my life. So a lot of it's just like this mental ability. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like being able to compartmentalize your art, I guess, mm-hmm. I think. Like, mm-hmm. But sometimes it'll definitely bleed in because like when you're working on some somebody, like you're just sort of like developing the subconscious of that person inside of you right yeah yeah. and so like you're building this tree right right, in your brain and then when and then once that tree is built you do the scene it's like you've constructed this tree in your brain Mm -hmm. like it's gonna be there still like you don't know that it's not there anymore so it's like can get a little bit like oh right right yeah with like how everything ebbs and flows with you know you as an actor to taking on projects that you know you're a little bit more like i i feel attached to something or i feel like i believe in something there's this whole concept of like uh growth right we're always trying to grow we're trying to mature and understand like what our next level is and a lot of times we have success as like this guiding force whatever success is right whether that's a career thing or whether that's a life thing where are you at currently with how you define success i think success is just I mean, I think I, I think I've, I've said this before, but I think it's just the it, the acceptance of where you are at now. You know what I mean? I think that's the only way we can move forward is once we accept everything in this present moment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like that's just the most important thing, just to be as present as possible. You know, I'm still trying to do that. Like my mind goes like all over the place all the time. So mm-hmm. it's like on a scale of one to one hundred on the inner peace meter. Oh man, <laughs> what are you tracking right now? One to one hundred. One to one hundred. Doing the whole speedometer on the. I'm very low right now. Maybe like 
25. On the inner mm. peso meter? Yeah, man. Oh, man, we're going to hit those mm. guilty pleasures after this pod, dude. We're gonna, <laughs> Let's go. We're going to get that real vodka in there. No, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm going through, like, it's, like, transitional period in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, very, trying to be very thankful for what it is, but I'm, I'm definitely at a point where it's, like, entering a void, and I'm just trying to see what it'll be like on the other end. Mm, you know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, no matter where you're at, I'm there, whether you like it or not. I know. I'm going to have to Same-sies. be like, dang, do I want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, to be fair, my inner piece of the meter is probably chilling at like the 50 as well. That's good. It's like on any given day, I'm like, you know. You know what? There are days where it's just like, man, I feel great right now, you know? Yeah. And it's like... um but also like acknowledging that like not to not to write it so much just to know that like life isn't just it's it's not always going to be like this you know so it's just like when it's down it could also be like hey it's going to be fine like mm-hmm. yeah. it's raining today but totally it's going to snow tomorrow and mm-hmm. there's going to be a blizzard you're gonna oh be wow fun. i'm just kidding oh, it got really dark there <laughs> it just goes no, even no, it's going to be sunny <laughs> Oh, that's a bad joke. That's oh, so good. Man. Or it's a good one. I don't know. <laughs> we went from super deep to murder. <laughs> but yes, li- life ebbs and flows. Yeah. There are ups and downs. Yeah. Not like that, man. I mean, you know, I think where you say success is just being okay with where you're at. It. I mean, yeah, success doesn't always have to be this grandiose, like, concept of changing the world. You I think know? success is just your own. It is, like, it is inner peace. Mm-hmm. Success mm-hmm. is, like, yeah. your joy, like, and, and how do you cultivate that? Mm-hmm. Is it through your work? All right, then, you know, let it be through your work. But it's, your life shouldn't be just solely based off of that, you know? There's yeah. so many other things. And so I'm just trying to venture and, or you know, find try to figure out what other things with that man we want to close it off with a little quick fire lightning round i hate these i love these these are these are really fun for us (laughs) we're gonna throw some questions at you in lightning fast fashion you got to come off the top here we go lightning in three two one what was the best part of the abdc experience (laughs) um um the dancing on the the stage (laughs) oh the, the dancing i love it uh, get, get, uh, getting to know getting to know my teammates really well like perfect. i we've definitely definitely bonded through that whole experience for sure love it love it top three movies of all time man that's so fucking hard um <laughs> i like uh uh all time or do you have a top like best trilogy of all time uh yes yes um the before sunrise before um before midnight before before uh what is it called uh what before are you sunset right now? Before sunset? That's it's before like a, sunset. It's like this. It's like this. Uh, uh, it's like this walk and talk romance trilogy with Whoa. Ethan Hawke. It's okay. like it's probably. I love oh, that. I you love t- that. Yeah, you talked to me about this one before. Actually, I love this trilogy. Whoa! Before sunset. There are three of them. Okay. There are three of them. Okay, we'll, and we'll find it. They we'll, go. They, yeah, that their lives. They shoot it every 10 years. So Ethan Hawke That's right. and the other actress, they shoot it when they're they were so young and then and then they it, it just you just see how relationships develop and it's just fascinating the kind of conversations that they have. Like that's like the kind of trilogy that got it, got it. I, Okay, I'm that's that powerful. Out. Let me like, check that one out. Watch it. Most underrated food. Uh Chinese food? No, a lot of people like Chinese food. That's not underrated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, um KFC? 
Ooh, yeah. I like KFC. Wow. KFC's a good one. I love KFC. I love KFC. Yeah, so it says so it's not underrated either, right? Well, we're underrated, well, so I wouldn't have thought of KFC. Like KFC is like my favorite food, sort know. of. Okay, like, and we're like overrated. Okay. Food. We're okay. overrated. You got a director that you want to work with? Favorite top one? I man, I told you this. I want to work with Justin. Man, I work with Justin Sean. Hey, what the heck, Justin? <laughs> Like why is that like so difficult? Yeah. I want to work with Justin. Hey Justin, hire, is it because you guys look alike? Is that why he's <laughs> like he's like why would I hire you when I could just hire like myself? One thousand percent, that's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, cool. That's well, that's gonna that's going down. Tag Justin. Uh, <laughs> if you if you could have one do over in life, what would that be? You, know, I would love to do over the ABDC experience actually. <laughs> Like, cause I, I mean, I talked about this. Like, yeah, I feel you like talk about I feel this. like a lot of the time I was just like, man, I don't want to be here. I was like, man, I, don't, I was like, man, I gotta go travel again and teach somewhere. Such oh. a Tommy Walker. <laughs> it's like what? When I think about it now, I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. So just to enjoy that experience, just to enjoy more. the experience, yeah. like, yeah. which I'm trying to do now with my life. You know, like I want to go back in time and just be like, punch myself in the face. Oh, I would okay. totally do okay. that. Like last week, even. <laughs> Um, yeah. What is your favorite quality about yourself? There's nothing. You're <laughs> going dick. Get um, out of here, you fool. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm fairly understanding. Mm-hmm. Just understanding what people go through and what they're dealing with and stuff. I think I'm. You are. You're a good mm-hmm, listener. Mm-hmm. I hope so. That's why we're friends. Hey, that's absolutely. I don't know if you ever believe what we talk about, but you know, you listen to it. What'd you say? Exactly. <laughs> what is your biggest fear? I think losing memory. Oh, wow. It's pretty like, like scary. Like if like, if I was older and then I was like, fuck, I just, I, I know I had a good time like in college and I'm like, I don't, I just don't know. I don't mm. know what that was. Like I right. knew I, I had this, re- maybe I was like, oh man, I had this relationship that was so great. And then it's just like, man, I can't even like access it. That's a little scary for me. Like, I feel like that's, Mm, that is scary. What is your proudest moment? There's just it's not like a specific moment, but I feel like every time like I feel that my mom is proud of me makes me proud. Like anytime I get some kind of like okay. I don't know, just any any kind of like look from my mom, just yeah, I think that's I see that. Yeah, yeah. Like what makes me feel proud. Yeah. Something about what you just said, I was going to ask, like, does it have anything to do with, like, yeah, when your parents are proud of you? Because I felt like that would be a proud moment for you whenever mm-hmm. your parents would kind of mm-hmm. validate something that you do. Word. Okay. Favorite Kinja's performance of all time? I mean, it has to be the Ambu Black Ops performance. But there, but yeah. it's not Kinja's, though. We were just Ambu Black Ops then, but still, it's still Kinja's. I find that it. You know, depending on who you ask, but yes, it's still Kinja's. But if it's not on the Black Ops, then I do like I do like uh, the um, <clears throat> the one where you guys were all white. One where no, all man, white? you guys do that a lot. World huh? of Dance, <laughs> boy, the boy band one. Oh, oh man, band. band, I like man band a lot. Man band. Band. I like man band. band was that fun. Was I like man band. You know, recently I I had to watch Vibrator again. And just seeing that moment we where we watched like, it, I was here. Oh too. yeah, that's right. <laughs> just like you being the heckler, <laughs> and then coming on stage and then going into the screen and the choreography that you did at the at the old dojo. It's, it's so crazy that like when we were younger, right? We like we get together and we like create these things. Like we're so like like let's make this show for like the community. You know, obviously we still have the desire to do it, but it's just so strong when we were younger, right? It's like. 
It's crazy. Yeah, it's really it's crazy. Really if we really wild. break that down, it's honestly, it's almost, almost borderline dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like that, that's also what made it so. Okay, well, for Kenja's performance, it wasn't borderline. It was for sure like dumb. Like we would, if it made us laugh, we just had this insane belief that other people would enjoy it, which I think most of the time worked. Some of the times, like, definitely did not work. Oh, my God. But we would crack up about it ourselves, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think 60% of those jokes involved you, Lawrence. No, you were, that's you not kind that of, high of a you percentage. You were kind of that guy, man. I'll take 30%. <laughs> Um, Lawrence, well, on our first season or the first time we had you on, you you gave us your golden rule. So we kind of wanted to switch things up for this this season. So the concept of mastery, and I'm pretty sure you're probably going to respond with, "I'm not a master of anything," but I do believe <laughs> I do believe that everybody has the ability to have master something, and it doesn't have to be anything grand. And so there's a quote from Bruce Lee. He says, "I fear not the man who has practiced ten thousand kicks once." But I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. So whatever that is in your life, whether that's being understanding, what is something that you feel like you've been able to master in your life? I mean, I guess I, I, I guess it would be understanding. Yeah, I think that would be just, um, I think, I mean, I still want to work on it, you know, and I feel like it's still something that I can continue to um, foster growth in. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like I have that ability to, I don't know, to um, be understanding um, towards people in different situations. And like, and I feel like that's what helped, that has helped me, um, I guess, in acting, you know, and so, yeah. No, oh, you've got to be able to understand how people, if you have to understand different characters and portray them and empathize with like, you know, somebody who's clearly not yourself or like get into a role and, and really have one scene to to project years of a relationship, right? Like, yeah, yeah that that is definitely something I think you mastered. And I think that's also why we're all friends, man. Like, you I've know, also mastered, <clears throat> like, I don't lose socks anymore. I'd like, I don't I was about lose to socks. go down this rabbit hole, how awesome he is. And, uh, <laughs> Cut me off. I don't, with, don't like, lose socks. I haven't lost a sock in fucking years. That's incredible, bro. Like, there's never like just one sock that's like, where's the other guy? I, it I, is I, just, <laughs> okay, master of not losing socks. <laughs> Man, I'm, dude, Lawrence, you know, like talking with you, bro, this is like, this conversation, it just went all over the this place. This is regular life with Lawrence. It, it is, it is. And I think why I love it. Like it's it's so cool to um, just I mean your accomplishment people could look it up to find out what you've done but before. to see how you view it for yourself and like it's just stuff I mean yeah it's stuff that you love and stuff that you enjoy but you're not like oh yeah when I did this movie or when I was you know on this show like that was my proudest moment it could be but it doesn't have to be and and you're currently at a place where yeah man we're still in this weird world of a pandemic and. It's not it's not super clear, not super easy all the time. And and being okay with the ebbs and the flows, being okay with not being fully like, yeah, I'm freaking killing it right now, you know? I think that's important. You know, it's it checks me, you know what I mean? As I'm like, you know, hearing you talk and like, you know, as I take a look at my own life, I'm like, oh shoot, yeah, I guess that's what is that's what life's all about, right? Is just learning how to 
just keep moving through all that, you know, and and I think that's important for us to know that that's just how all this stuff works. So just appreciate your your honest energy, man. Always, it's always sure, refreshing. Man. I mean, it's a pleasure talking to both of you. It's been a it's been a minute. Well, uh, what's next, man? What can people be on the lookout for? Where can they find it? I don't know. Find me in the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're going towards, right? I mean, oh, man. Uh, yes, know. we are. I'll yes, fucking love you, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people find you? Uh, follow your journey, social medias, all that. It's just uh, at I am Lawrence Cow. At I am Lawrence Cow. Because at Paul. I am Tommy Wall was taken. Yeah. Damn, we got to reserve that uh, that handle. Lawrence, thanks so much for coming through, man. We love kicking it with you. For sure, man. It's, it's good to Likewise. chat it up. Yeah. Likewise. But do you really love kicking it with us? I do. You I could do. say no. I do. I do. All right. I'm going to be honest. I, I want to I wanna do a legit like hangout. Like, I don't know. After this, just hang out. I wish I could. Yeah. I got a bounce. You okay, see? Just kidding. You got boundaries, yeah. man. Yeah, I appreciate that. You're honest with me. I can, yeah. I'll accept that. Folks, thanks for listening on another episode. If you find this episode entertaining inspirational anything of value feel free to hop on your podcast app leave us a five-star rating write us a review let us know what we, what you're digging uh guests that you would want us to bring on all that stuff helps us get visibility on the charts uh follow us on our socials at kinjas podcast cast with the k twitter same thing facebook we're there and uh just yeah take a screenshot let us know you're listening we'll we'll regram all that stuff and um how you feeling that I feel good. I, I had, <laughs> you know, sometimes sometimes we bring guests on. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then other times they're not guests; they're just family. You know yeah. what I mean. And like, uh, just like Lauren said, the, the the fact that you end up forcing yourself to sit down and try to have a conversation with somebody who's it's easier sometimes to ask a guest the question. Yeah. yeah. But when you got Lawrence here, I'm like half of my brain is thinking about the most ridiculous shit that we've been through. And then the other half's like, uh, chill out, bro. It's the podcast. Be smart. <laughs> so I'm, I'm having a good time. You guys time. should do like another kind of podcast where it's like a Between the Ferns podcast. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. it's just like we can sit here and not do anything. Maybe that's the I think you'd one. be a good host of that. Look yeah. at that. But, you know, you don't have to say yes. because I know. I got to think about it. I'll yeah. let you know if, like, if I want to do that. That's, a, that's an honest answer. Sure. An honest answer. Yeah. On that note, peace out, you guys. Peace.